Hey guys, it is Tristan with Nerdut's Newsstand, and I want to talk about a video I was sent the other day. I was able to look at it the other day, but I actually wanted to discuss the idea of tokenism and kind of investigate it further and go through this video. I disagree with a lot, and I will tell you that right away. There's a lot I'm going to pick at, but... I want to first off say do not send any hate to Eric July whatsoever. I will put the original video in the pinned comment so you can check it out for yourself and decide for yourself. Don't take what I say. Don't take what he says. Take what you think. And that's kind of the whole central part of this video. But I want to talk about tokenism. And I want to talk about this video because I think it is severely flawed. And I think it is trying to make a point, but it misses the spot. So starting off, this video is basically, you know, it just exactly what I said. It's about tokenism. Initially, within the first 15 seconds, he says there are a lot of stupid, disingenuous people who will try to straw man the argument. Already, like I said, ad hominem attacks within the first 15 seconds, not to mention the gaslighting, a.k.a. If you don't agree with me, you're either stupid or a brainlet, all of which he calls somebody that disagrees with them. Like I said, right away, you're not going to change any minds. You're not going to convince anyone. Anyway, so um, then again, he goes on to say he does not care what you think and what it is, because no matter what, you are wrong in his eyes. Reminds you of uh, something that people fight against the, oh, the SJWs. Ah. Unwilling to debate or have discourse around meaningful conversation because it's either their way or the highway. My stance has always been it is important to find ways to evaluate and discuss solutions in the comic book industry in a productive way. And the most productive way of doing so is not by slewing attacks across the room. It is with civility and compassion. Now, with that being said... Nothing I say is correct just because I said it, nor because he did. It's a conversation that needs to be had and one that's kind of disingenuous at its core. So let's take a look at his definition, right? What is tokenism? His definition, his words. Tokenism is the gender, race, or sexuality change of a pre-established character. It is purposeful and with intent. It is purposeful and with intent. Yeah, literally everything is. I would argue that that's kind of an informal fallacy and an incorrect definition of tokenism. I would say tokenism is only when a superficial amount or minimum effort is put into being inclusive to marginalized people in order to give that appearance of being inclusive or to have the appearance of diversity usually being shoehorned in without good reasons for them even being there. There's a lot of times in the 90s we'd see like the black best friend trope, right? Yeah. Eric does, though, later on in the video say that not all tokenized characters are equal. And, and that's honestly because his definition is fraud. But I digress. I will play by his definition for the entirety of this video. So, he also argues about mantles not mattering if they are in play, which honestly kind of blows my mind because he specifically shows just chambers, DC, 
new non-binary Flash. But excuses characters like Wally West later in the video. That mental is apparently okay for Wally because he is a white male, but not for Jess. Again, this is illogical. Tokenized characters do exist, but the problem is the original definition. And, and using another one of his examples, let's take a look at the Robins, right? By his definition, Stephanie Brown and Damian Wayne becoming Robin were tokenized characters. But Jason Todd and Tim Drake were not because they were white. And because Stephanie is female and Damien is half Arabic, they are tokenized, negating entire storylines and arcs, negating the buildup of war games for Stephanie and the fact that she was literally doing it for Tim Drake, a non-tokenized Robin, and negating the birth of Damian Wayne and all the stories that followed that showed his growth, including Bruce Wayne's growth as a father, the super sons, etc., etc. You see my point here. Now, continuing with the video, Eric talks about how tokenization is lazy, when actually it's the argument that's lazy. Lazy is not a, it's not a criticism. If you want true constructive criticism, you don't tell someone they're just lazy. It's a shield like some calling someone a Nazi or an SJW is. It's faux criticism to circumvent any real constructive criticism. What makes you think it's lazy? What part of, insert tokenized character's origin here, did you not like? What part of the story did you like? Was the story lacking in pacing? Did it lack direction? Was the dialogue bad? Again, Saying it is lazy is inherently lazy. It tells us nothing besides you do not like it. And remember from the beginning, if you don't like it, you're a brainlet. Ah, yes. <laughs> Typical shield for a lack of reasoning. If it's lazy, then why is Miles Morales so beloved? Why was Supergirl's death in Crisis on Infinite Earth so powerful? Why is Marvel's Ultimate Universe so beloved? What about Kate Spencer taking over the Manhunter Mandel? Why was it so good? A character I absolutely, absolutely love. Kimio Hoshi. She's the female Dr. Light. So not only was she gender bent, but she was race bent as an Asian woman. And then to add to this story, she wasn't a villain. She was a hero. I wouldn't call a single story that she is in lazy, nor bad. How is Barbara Gordon lazy? She has one of the most compelling stories in comics, from Batgirl to Oracle, from Birds of Prey to the Justice League. She is one of the most influential, in one of the most influential Batman stories of all time, The Killing Joke, right? She's an integral part of it. Not to mention an integral part of the Bat mythos, and world building all together in Gotham. Those are just a few examples I could continue, you know, to mention characters like Batwing or Jaime Reyes or Jason Rauch or Ryan Choi. But then again, that's lazy, right? All right. Well, to be fair in this situation, um, he did say that a few examples are the exception, not the rule, including the likes of She-Hawk and Batgirl. Which I agree, they're, they're both well done. But I would disagree with the premise that it is the exception that is bad. The majority are well done. But the only ones you give any attention to are bad. 
because it would make this argument fall apart, right? So one part of the video I do think is correct is about new characters. You say, Eric says, rather, most comic book fans would rather be new, rather have new characters and they're more accepting and they would support those characters. But I have noticed that many times when this happens, that's not the case. It takes a long time for characters to catch on such as Far Sector or Teen Lantern, whereas Jessica Cruz was accepted quite quickly. But I do think that is nothing to do with laziness. That's a writer's issue and not a fan. A fan not accepting that issue isn't an issue because fans shouldn't have to accept a character until it's done fleshed out. And I actually think we are seeing that happen right now in Jeffrey Thorne's Green Lantern. We're seeing a deep dive into characters that we maybe haven't seen before, and I'm really enjoying it. So basically, the rest of this video is hyperbole. Using Jane Foster Thor as an example, mind you, Jane Foster Thor sold immensely well when it was done by Jason Aaron. I want to add that in there because that's when it was really good. Saying people like that version of Thor actually don't, know nothing about Thor it's again hyperbole and they're the ones that use Google for their needs because they don't have a vast knowledge previously the hyperbole is really unneeded again you will not change minds by using it not to mention um you say stop straw manning this argument without literally any self-awareness because straw manning is exactly what you're doing Saying it is lazy means nothing. Nothing in comics because your definition of tokenism has been around since the inception of comics. So honestly, I think the best thing here is take your own advice. I get what Eric means here. I get what he says when people use straw manning by the way of racism or sexism. But this isn't a whole lot different. Even the explanation is lazy in itself. Comic fans know your definition of tokenism has been around forever in comics. So you won't change anyone's minds. And I would argue that is actually the flaw of the video, the definition. But I think a lot of the problem comes from absolutism and the cynicism within it. Absolutes in any arguments are bad because they do not consider the unique character. They don't consider the circumstance of said character. They don't consider the creation or the situations they were placed in. And more than anything, it just comes off intolerant of other people's opinions. Not to mention you placate on the idea using tokenism as a reference that straight white men are allowed to not have or not be tokenized by default. But if a minority or a woman is added, there needs to be an explanation as to why they are there. You specifically state that Wally West was not tokenized, but Jess Chambers is, and that that's, that's ridiculous. It's a mantle. Oh, and pay no attention to the poorly written white male characters. They can all exist, but if a female character is not written, written well, it is clear evidence that she is a tokenized character. If you truly want the best for the comic book industry, we need to kind of demand the same level of complexity and the same level of backstories for all characters, not just marginalized characters. This is equality, not to mention you fail to mention the long history 
Of these white characters generally being created at three to four times more often during the making of these legacy characters in the Golden Age, hence why I personally think instead of needless retcons, we should return to a multiverse or, you know, omniverse is what we have right now in DC. But then again, in the original video, um, Eric specifically is against uh, multiverses. Aliens can come from Krypton. People can fly. John Constantine can literally fuck Lucifer and King Shark. Don't forget King Shark. There can be a whole island of women protected with magical powers, but the multiverse is too far. Okay. All right. I was actually um, where you are at one point, and that's the thing. I do understand Eric's mindset, and I know a lot of you share a similar mindset, and I get it. I do. But let me tell you something very simple that I learned after I unplugged from the metaphorical matrix. That's what we'll call it. Both sides are wrong. Both sides are absolutely wrong. Yes, Eric is wrong. But so is the people he talks about on Twitter. There has to be a medium ground. This isn't a hateful way of thinking. I'm not saying Eric is that at all. It's more uh, misguided and selfish, if anything. All um, I want you to do is just to, to listen, if you have a chance, just hear what I'm saying, because it took me years to get to the point that I am today. And there's no need for attacking or demonizing anyone. There's way too much of that going around right now as it is. But that's because most of the original comics were made for white straight men. White straight men mostly appeared in the pages for a very long time. And during that time, I wasn't born when I read them later. I still love them. That's not a political statement. That's a fact. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think we need to find the difference in comics between diversity and tokenizing and without excluding or demonizing any one race. There is a real problem right now in comics with demonizing straight white men. I feel like that pendulum has swung too far when they realized that there was very little representation and now it needs to swing back to the middle. The introduction of these more diverse characters was done entirely too quickly. Absolutely it was. It was quicker than the actual target audience was ready for. But believing either side of this argument wholeheartedly is naive because you exclude all nuance and all context. And as we've learned time and time again, the internet doesn't do nuance. The internet does not do context. Because with context, it dismantles most of the woke arguments we have seen time and time and time again. I do not care about Star Wars at all, but I do find it ironic and honestly kind of hilarious that two trans non-binary Jedi twins can't exist. But thousands of aliens that look like fish or Kitalawag are okay. It kind of blows my mind. Like, look at the world around you. It's naturally diverse. And comics should and do, that's important, and do represent that. And that's okay. Don't be lazy about your argument, though. And that's exactly what this version, this definition of tokenizing is. It's a lazy argument. The real issue in comic book industry there is a bunch of them. 
there is real problems right now, whether it's variant, you know, scams or getting marketing done. But this is not one of those real issues. It's more important at this point to create than destroy. And it's actually more important to talk about what's really going on instead of something for um, clickbait. I don't know. I don't know. I do like Eric. I agree with him on a lot of things more politically than comic books. Um, but I think this was really lazy. It's not creatively bankrupt to make his version of a tokenized character. It's done all the time, all the time. And it always has been. Now, changing the definition, it might be a little bit different of a video. But by his definition, there is no argument. Anyways, let me know, of course, what you guys think. I'm sure this one will be beloved. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, boy. I'm so stupid. I will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.